Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Edwards, president of the Braille Revival League, and there are our, our uh, treasurer is actually on with us as well, and we'll hear more from her during our second hour when we're going to have a discussion about how we move our organization together. During the first hour, it was our plan to do two things. Um, first, to hear from Dan Gardner from View Plus about some really exciting developments that have occurred in the Braille graphics area. Uh, and there were three things that he was going to talk about. Um, at For some reason, either technical glitches or other factors, Dan does not appear to be here. I'll, I'll ask just in case. I haven't heard him arrive. Dan, are you here? No? No. Um, but... Um, but what we will do um, is on the third Wednesday of August, we're going to invite Dan to present to our next Braille Buzz. So uh, watch out for news of that. I am really excited about some of the things that uh, View Plus is doing with their graphics and some of the areas where they are making um, a huge difference. Um, so I... I actually look forward to you guys getting an opportunity to hear from Dan uh, about uh, a range of new developments. The one that really turned me on is he says they have been working on a system, and there are actually three things he'll be talking about, but the one that really turned me on is they're working on a system that should allow folks who are totally blind um, to do tactile graphics themselves. And that's something that we as blind folks have simply not been able to do in the past. So I'm really looking forward to hearing some more about uh, how that development is, is, is operating and exactly how it works. And he's also, uh, they've also made lots of other changes that I'm excited about. And I think you guys in the Braille Revival League will be as well. Nevertheless, we have plenty to talk about during this first session, and in particular, it, it, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to uh, BRL as a presenter, uh, someone who has presented before on the Braille Buzz, um, and who at that time uh, is one of the most exciting presenters we've had. She is currently uh, the, the head of the uh, Braille Development Department at NLS, if if their positions remain called the same thing, because I understand they're doing this huge reorg now. Um, but she is also one of the people who is primarily involved uh, with supervising and operating um, the Braille project, which has... Uh, one device mostly out there, a humanware device, but a second device that is going to be out there um, so that there will be able to be some comparisons made. And it gives me great pleasure to tell us about uh, some of the progress that the reading program and the Braille display program um, from NLS has made. Welcome to our BRL program, Miss Tamara Rory. Hey, Tamara. 
Hey, Paul, thank you so much for having me again. And good afternoon, ACB Braille Revival League. I am thoroughly happy to speak. And, you know, if Dan does come, by the way, Paul, feel free to let me know. Meanwhile, I will just keep talking because I can. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about the e-reader, but I want to actually talk about some other things that we're doing in the Braille um, department or with regards to Braille um, at NLS. So I'm going to talk a lot about the e-reader, but I'm also going to be talking about some other things. And I'm going to be inviting you, the audience, to provide me with feedback and to get your questions ready so that we can answer some of those questions. Um as Paul said, I am um, with the Braille Development Department at NLS. We're we're a department of one. Me. <laughs> um, I did I did a really stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to give out a code because I forgot oh, to do it. Yes, I will. I will wait. So let me do that. Okay. Um, and and I apologize for for holding you up. I am just so disorganized. So the first, the, the opening code, the opening CEU code is 01910. That is 01910. And for the last time, 01910. And hopefully I won't interrupt you again, Ms. Tamara. All right. Feel free to interrupt if you need to. Um, meanwhile, as I was saying, I am the working with the Braille Development Park um, with uh, NLS and We have just recently, um, we have, you know, initiatives at NLS about various things. And just recently, Braille has been raised to the level of one of those five, you know, initiatives that, that NLS is working on. So we have a Braille modernization initiative now. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. And included in that is the Braille e-reader, which I've been talking to you about now for the past two or three years. I, you know, I said last year that I could not believe that we weren't going to be able to, because we actually had them available. We weren't going to be able to touch and feel and hold. And, you know, I was going to have them at the meeting, pass them around, show you how to use them, have some sample books loaded. And here we are again with that same problem. (laughs) We are virtual and the e-reader is not. So um, I'm really hoping next year that we will be able to be in person with this e-reader. I'm not going to describe it unless somebody has a question and ask me to again, because I've done that so many times for you that you probably know exactly what it looks like at this point. So I will skip past the describing of the Braille e-reader and move right into what I think people are, are a little more interested in And that is the pilot and how the pilot's going, who's in the pilot, how it's rolling out. Um, As you know, we are piloting the e-reader so that we can gather much needed information about who's using the who's using our Braille. Um, Is this something that people want or need or is it something that we think they want or need? Um, Just all kinds of information. So in order to participate in the pilot, we have asked people to. Um, to agree to do a couple of surveys. They're very short surveys and they're quick. The surveys basically are done on the second month, the fourth month, and the sixth month thereabouts. 
I repeat thereabouts because some of you who are in the pilot know that you're not going to get it the first day of the second month or the fourth month or the sixth month. But, you know, in general, within a two or three or four week span, you will get that survey. You would be able to answer the survey via email or if you do not use email, you can get a phone call um, to to answer the survey. So basically, um, the the pilot, the purpose of the pilot is to help us gather information. And um, people who, the libraries who are participating in the pilot, when a library is asked about the pilot, they're told, you know, that their patrons would be participating in the pilot. And um, the library contacts the patron and says, you know, we're doing the, we're, we're participating in the pilot um, do you agree to get these surveys and are you willing to participate in a pilot? And um, in most cases, the the, um, the patrons have said yes. If they are not interested, then they've said, no, we don't want to do that. You know, we're not interested in that. Or if they get their e-reader and decide that, you know, it turns out they really don't want to use it or they really don't want to participate in the surveys. We've, we've had people say, I want to keep my reader, but I don't want to be in the surveys. And, you know, that's okay. Although we prefer for you to answer these questions because it's going to only help our blind reading population as we go along. Now, the reason I said it's a rolling pilot is because there are only three surveys, which means, you know, you do get them at the second, fourth and sixth month. And after that, you don't have to do the surveys anymore. You still keep your e-reader. You're not um, considered necessarily in the pilot in that sense. Uh, once we give you the e-reader, you do get to keep it until it breaks or until you decide you don't want it or you're no longer participating in as an NLS patron. Um, so the e-readers are being distributed uh, both as pilot units, but also as um, unless there's a problem that we've discovered. And so far we've been doing this for a year. So they're be being distributed as pilot units, but also as um, just regular units that, that people are getting uh, as we distribute them. Um, it's the pilot, again, it continues to be rolling because we keep adding libraries. And when we add libraries, then that starts a new um, process for those libraries, not for the ones who have already got the pilot. So for example, the first four libraries to participate, all of those people should have already received their sixth month um, survey and they will have completed the pilot, but they're still, you know, they're still reporting data for us in terms of their barge usage and things like that. Um, and they're still, you know, on the listserv which will not go away i know there's been questions about the listserv going away it's not going anywhere uh unless people just decide they don't want to be on it anymore they can definitely take themselves off at any time but basically it will be there to help you um, help each other now um let's talk about for just a minute i want to want to go through who's in the pilot at this point um, at this point, these are the current states that are participating. Um, New Jersey, Maryland, Kentucky, Iowa, Alabama. And then we have Utah, the state of Utah, the people in Utah. We also have two states who 
were prepped and ready to go last March, but because of a glitch we found with the Zumax e-reader, which is the other e-reader that we're that we're uh, piloting, they have not actually received their e-readers yet, and that is Washington and Ohio, Washington State and Ohio. Rest assured, you will still be receiving your e-readers sooner than later. It was not, you know, our plan to trick you into thinking you're getting an e-reader and then not give you one. But since, you know, we did, did discover the, the a retrofit that needed to happen, we had to send them back. They had to be retrofitted, and then they had to be returned back to us. We get the first batch back. Uh, we'll have the first batch back in the next couple of weeks, which will go to Washington. And then the next batch that we receive will go to Ohio. So those two states um, will be participating in the pilot as well. Now, Utah, as you all know, Utah does serve not only their state, but approximately 22 other states contract with Utah to handle Braille. So once Utah, which was one of the original four, had um, had participated for a while and got everything under control, uh, they were ready to start trying to bring in some of those other states that they contract with. And so they can't bring all 20 in at one time. Number one, we don't have the e-readers for that. But number two, you know, we wanted to do it in a uh, orderly fashion and we needed to do it in a way that that gave everybody an opportunity. So we picked, um, so, you know, they selected approximately 13 states across the country to add to their group of states that they, to their group that they were supporting. Those states are Kentucky, Georgia, Louisiana, Minnesota, Illinois, Kansas, Oklahoma, um, New Mexico, Arizona, Wyoming, Montana, Oregon, and Idaho. Wow. Now, once those states and, you know, they, they didn't call everybody on the same day, obviously. So if you haven't heard, uh, it could either be that they haven't gotten to you yet. They've been working on this for over a month, uh, but they may not have gotten to your state yet. Or if they got to your state and you are not an active Braille patron, they may not have known to contact you. If that is the case, what you need to do if you're interested in participating in the pilot and you are an NLS patron, you, maybe you weren't receiving Braille for whatever reason, you need to contact your library, your, your local library in Montana, Connecticut, Georgia, and say to them, I understand we are participating in the pilot. I am interested. You know, let me know what if anything, I can do to get in the pilot. And they will either submit your name or let you know why they cannot at this time submit your name. Because it is up to the state which of their patrons can, you know, will they, they will be able to have participate. We have no problem with all of their patrons participating, but they, you know, they, they have a contract with Utah, so they may have some other reason why they can't let you participate at this time. So feel free to contact your state if I have listed your state and say to them, if you are a Braille reader that you would like to be um, 
you'd like to participate in the pilot, you want to get an e-reader. All of these e-readers are the HumanWare e-readers. The only two states that will receive at this time the Zumax e-readers are Ohio and Washington. And the reason there are only two states receiving those at this time is because, first of all, both of those states have a very large Braille reading population. So we have one of our goals is to make sure that when we bring in a state, that we have enough e-readers for that state to actually participate. There would be nothing worse than for us to say, North Carolina, you're in, but we can only serve a third of you. I think there might be some fist fights at this point if that happened. Somebody might get cut. I don't know what would happen, but I know I don't want to be involved with that. So what we're, we're making sure that we order enough e-readers and that we have enough e-readers for the state when that state is brought in so that every single person that wants to participate can. And so, so Tamara, be, before we leave this area, can, uh-huh. can, can I ask a question certainly. That, that certainly came up in my state? Mm-hmm. Um, this this whole slew of states that are sort of attached to Utah, mm-hmm. is Utah going to assume the responsibility for training um, yes. this whole crew? Yes. When you are connected to Utah, your state does not have any responsibility because that's why they're contracting with Utah. You know, just nice. like they don't they don't send you the Braille. They don't have anything to do with your Braille. So they don't if you have a, a tech problem you contact utah if you have a um have to send the reader back you send it back to utah so yes um now i will let me say two things because i've had questions and i'm trying to as i give this talk i'm trying to answer some of the questions that Mm -hmm. i've had but i'm also encouraging you all out there to please think of your questions and ask them um one of the Somebody asked me the last time I said I had this discussion, you know, what about the other states that Utah serves? Those states will also be brought in. This was just the first group. So when I said these are the, you know, the states that Utah serves, I wasn't saying that those are the only states. Those are just the states that Utah has brought into the um, pilot. They they have to wait until we can provide them with another batch of e-readers in order to bring in the next group of states okay so that's what's going to happen now the second thing to mention is that um if you happen to call your state let's say you're in georgia and you have a question um we are offering next week actually a training for the states and and it turns out that just about every state has been interested in and is willing to participate so they will be trained in order to give you some help if they need to they will know you know they're going to be trained on how we're handling tech support they're going to be trained on on the e-reader um to some extent most of them are not braille readers so you know it's harder um to to maintain that training if you aren't a braille reader and you you're not going to be getting any calls but they will will at least have some information that they can provide you and i i am i applaud those states that um, have all agreed to participate, which is all of them, basically, that have all agreed to participate in the training, even though they realize that Utah will be handling the training for them. Excellent. Now, the other thing I want to mention about being in the pilot, because I know that, you know, there's so many questions. Um, When we get to your state or when we, we, we 
offer the state. The first thing we do when a state is going to be in the pilot or, or is ready to be in the pilot, we contact the state and we offer them the opportunity to be in the pilot. They get to decide whether or not they are going to be in the pilot. So if they say, well, we don't think we have the personnel to handle being in the pilot right now, then we go to another state. So um, it's not just that we are, you know, picking these states randomly, blah, 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 blah. It, some state may say we don't want to be in the pilot. And if they say that, we we certainly don't have any, um, you know, we, we don't force people to participate in our pilot. But what I will say about the pilot is the hard work of the pilot is actually on, I think it's on the patron more than on the, the, the library because nothing changes with the library for being in the pilot or not being in the pilot even when we don't have a pilot even when we're not running a pilot in order for the state to be in the uh to participate they're going to have to go through training because we have to train them how to handle the tech support we have to train them how to use the e-reader so they can provide you with the information they need to provide you with and that's those those are the things and we do need them to contact the reader the patrons and say you know, do you want to be in this pilot or do you want an e-reader or not? Because we can't afford to have e-readers go out to names and addresses that haven't been confirmed. Right. We already have enough mail problems without losing them because we sent them to the wrong apartment, you know. So um, all that being said, you know, we are we, we are certainly trying to get as many people in this pilot as possible. And when the pilot is over, we expect we, what we consider the pilot being over is when we're not surveying anymore. We expect that to happen by next March or June, March or April of 2022. We will still continue bringing people on board with the e-reader, bringing libraries on board, bringing states on board. We can't bring everybody in at one time. So, for example, most people feel like or they have gotten the impression when the pilot's over, all the libraries will just be brought in. Owed that that could be true. The problem with that is, is that we are getting e-readers. We have to buy them. They have to make them. And we're getting them in groups of 1,000, 2,000 you know, 2,500 at most. And we have to bring bring the, the states in based on the number of, of users they have and the number of e-readers that we have to make available. So in the next, you know, two to three years, we certainly hope that every single person in the country who is a patron of our library and wants to use an e-reader has access to one, whether it be the Zoomax e-reader or the Humanware e-reader. Um, the other thing I want to say about that is we do have some consumer, um, we have ACB consumers and we have NFB consumers and we have, um, the veteran consumers. We have all three groups of consumers who also have received e-readers and they're not necessarily, you know, they were selected by your organizations. So, um, they're in all the different states. So let's say, Say Paul, for example, is a consumer. He has an, a humanware e-reader, and then his state ends up providing Zoomax e-readers to everybody else. What will happen, and what will uh, what will happen is he will have an opportunity to either get one or the other, not both. But he will have an opportunity because we are using our consumer groups to help us with comparison 
information. Um, once we get the Zoomax e-readers, we will start sending out the Zoomax e-readers to the consumer users so they can use those e-readers and give us some comparison data. And most of the most of the consumers, when they um, agreed to participate, agreed that they would be willing to provide us with comparison data and with you know data about the e-readers. And I'm saying that because I want to mention on this call that we have at least eight ACB consumer um, users who have not done their surveys for the Humanware e-reader. You need to do that. And so you probably will be getting a personal call from me in the next few days because I just found this out this morning. Uh, we had several, you know, a list of people who had not completed the surveys and who basically they couldn't reach. So I will be contacting you because we need you to, number one, provide us with that survey information. Number two, um, we need you to provide it on the Zoomaxi reader as well when, when it comes out. So we need to get the information on the HW which is what I've been calling the humanware one um, before we start sending out zoom apps. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those folks who has not completed any, <laughs> but the first survey. Um, and, and that's because I thought it might be fun to think about dying earlier this year. So I ended up having to move from Miami to Jacksonville um, in order to get better medical attention. So, but, but I will get in touch with you and we'll, and we'll square it away. Absolutely. Um, well, you I, know, I, if you had died, I would excuse that. But since you did, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I am, um, and 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 I, I um, have loved the e-reader. I think it's I think it's great. And all of the feedback that I've gotten from others who are, who have used the Humanware e-reader um, have have given it really good reviews. And maybe at some point you'll talk about the the update that just happened for the Humanware e-readers because there's an exciting new development that's allowed with them now. Yeah, let me do that right now. Thank you, Paul. First of all, let me thank you for the wonderful articles you've written about the e-reader. And, um, you know, when you get your ZoomX one, have an opportunity to be able to- I will compare. That would be be wonderful as well. In print, I promise. Absolutely. (laughs) So- um, the Humanware e-reader has come out with an update, and the update uh, included a few things. We tried to, first of all, fix a few things that, that we discovered were happening. People were having problems connecting to BARD, and we're hoping that they are now having less problems, although there's still a few people that seem to have some problems. Um, and if you do, please let us know so we can, if yeah. we can figure out what that is. But, it is better. Um, Yes. So, so connecting to Bard, um, we fixed that. We also fixed a few other just little things. And, and some of those are based on feedback from you all. You know, we see the things you're saying on the lists. We, um, we get feedback that you provide to your libraries. And so as you're providing feedback and you provide feedback to tech support, they give it to us and we are definitely listening. Um, we have added to the e-reader, you know, the e-reader had the ability to read DAISY files, but not PDFs. So now you can read PDF files. That was the request that, that you all made. Um, we also added the ability to access NFB Newsline. And you can access NFB Newsline. You can keep the papers. You can read them in Braille. Um, and um, we are going to be tweaking how that works. One of the things that we've asked in, in, in another update that will come along, um, we'll be having 
you know, some added usability there. But that's one of the things that we've added that we think people, um, you know, people are really enjoying. It's really great to be able to read that newspaper in Braille without having to call a number or get it on email. It is um, it is really cool actually and it and, and the implementation is is interesting. It it fooled me at first because I didn't think that, that what what you ended up would end up having to do is to go into the book list to actually find the the actual elements of Newsline. I thought it might have its own section, but it doesn't. And no, once it, you once you figure that out it, it's it's really easy to use and works very well. Yeah, the book, the the newsletters or the newspapers, you know, just like the book list, you'll you'll see the Washington Post or the yep. USA Today right there under in the list, and if you open it, it'll show up in your recently read list, and they just, you know, they're all mixed in together, and that's something you could provide us some feedback with uh, about if you like that, or would you rather your newspapers not be mixed in with your books? You know, those are the kinds of things you can feel free to discuss, and we will be listening. Um, we are, we're happy to hear those kinds of things. Um, let's see. I want to talk about, and, and I'm really, you know, if you have e-reader questions, I hope you ask them. But some of the other things that, that we're doing with the Braille Modernization Initiative, I want to mention to you. One in particular is that we have a new plan, and this kind of goes along with the e-reader um, and I'm hoping that you guys will give me a little, I would have probably done a focus group on this if we were having our regular conference the way we normally do, but hopefully you'll give me some feedback now. We have this new um, initiative that we're going to be starting this fall. It's called Braille on Demand. And the Braille on Demand initiative is going to be an initiative where we will be offering to provide you with hard copy Braille of any digital file that is available to you on BARD. So let's say that Paul wanted to re- to have his own personal copy of The Joy of Cooking and um, you know, he wanted to <laughs> he wanted to order that. He could he could order that through Braille on demand and we would braille it, we would emboss the, it, we would use a soft disposable cover and we would mail it to him. He would get to keep yeah. it. All okay. 36 volumes of it. Yes, or, mm-hmm. 30. Mm-hmm. All 30 it's volumes. just 30? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All 30 volumes. Um, right now, the plan would be is that we're, we're going to offer you the opportunity to um, to send us, e- to contact us either via email, via phone, or be, via a web form where you can request the book that you're interested in in Braille, and you give us the pertinent information so that the producer or the um, em- the embosser, the contractor can find it. And then we will get that book and braille it for you. The purpose of this is so that people who are reading, you know, everything cannot be read on a 20 cell braille display. We love our 20 cell braille displays. We understand that 40 cells is, is, you know, more expensive than we probably can afford on a government, you know, budget. Right. However, there are certain things that don't, fit well on a 20 cell or that you want to keep or that you want to be able to use and not have to get your hands, you know, you're, you're, you don't really want to have your hands in cookie dough and then have to read the next ingredient on your Braille display. Maybe you'd prefer to have that on paper. So rather than have to go and sit down and Braille the things out of a book that you want um, using your Braille writer, um, 
you can order that book in Braille. And um, and we don't really care what kind of book it is. It may be that it's your favorite novel and you know you read it every three months just because it's your favorite novel and you want to have it in Braille. You want to have it on, on hard copy paper. We are going to be offering this as an opportunity and we need a, you know, we are hoping that you all will give us some feedback on if you like this, what you think about it. Um, there are some people who don't ever want to read electronic Braille. And in that case, they can order hard copy Braille as well if, they, if they're interested. Uh, libraries will still have hard copy Braille that they, they can send out and get back. Um, but this is a way for those of us who are e-reader users can maximize, you know, by getting certain things on the e-reader and things once we figure out we really do need the hard copy of a particular book, we could order it if we want to. Could I ask you a hard question? Absolutely. So here's the hard question. Um, there, there, there are folks who are suspicious enough to believe that the beginnings of an exercise like Braille on demand might be the precursor mm -hmm. to seeing two or three years down the road um, because it's so expensive, because we have e-readers, because we have Braille on demand, mm -hmm. um, we, we may not need to continue the annual production of regularly scheduled hard copy Braille books. Well, we may not need to produce as many as we do produce in terms of, right. like for every book that we do, we do like 30, 40 copies of it. Maybe we could do two copies of it, three copies of it, five copies of it instead of 30, which right. means that those copies are available to lend for anyone who wants to borrow them. But anybody who wants a hard copy of that book um, that wants, you know, for whatever reason, they can, they can order their own personal hard copy that they would keep. And then anyone who, or throw away after they finish, it's disposable, you know, it's right. recyclable. It's not right. that you have to keep it. Right. It's just that we don't want it back because we're good because we can produce it cheaper and send it to you to keep than we can produce it and have it sitting in a library on a shelf when, you know, maybe only what? two other people ever yep. ask for it. Right. Or, or, or have it disappear because somebody's already taken, kept it. Well, somebody it ordered it and they really did <laughs> want it. And so they kept it. Exactly. Right. Right. Excellent. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think you and I know some of the same people. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I haven't done it. Not me. I'm, yeah. I'm good. You have this. You know. You know. It's a book you really want to have. So, you know. And and so. And libraries, of course, are familiar with the fact that they sometimes they don't get all the volumes back. And it, it yeah. doesn't mean that somebody kept it. It means that maybe the mail lost it. Right. Or that could be too. Any number of things. So, um, you know, bottom line is, it is cheaper for us to produce fewer volumes in terms of the actual, you know, we still are going to be transcribing as many books as we need to. We're also looking at ways that we can um, transcribe books, you know, make available EPUBs in Braille, for example. Um, but, it has, but it has to be book, you know, has to be done in a way that will still live up to the standard that people expect from our Braille. You know, that those are some of the things. One of the so, so I guess I could I, I, I know that you're now doing Marrakesh titles and you might want to explain what 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 those are mm -hmm. in a second. Yes. Um, but are are you also 
considering at least doing electronic files that currently don't exist on BARD that, that you're adding to the collection without doing hard copy Braille? Yes. Any electronic Braille file that we have would be available for the Braille on demand. So, you know, there are a lot of, for example, a lot of the locally produced Braille, you know, it goes up on BARD for people to download, but they, right. they, they, aren't, they are not able to get the hard copy of that. That would be available for, um, for, for, hard, for us to embody. Yeah, but, but I, was, I was thinking of, a, of, of, a, of another kind of file, like, like there are, there are a quadrillion books that are that are available in electronic format that that could at least in theory be be run through a braille translator um oh, and you then, mean for the the epubs yeah 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 that's you know that is a long range goal that we have yes we are actively working on figuring out a way that we can make epubs available they can run through a translator um, maybe either before or after, um, uh-huh. you know, we have a translator on the unit, right? On the, yes. unit. and most, yes. most, most Braille displays have some sort of translator yes. if it's, if yep. it's got any, yep. Yep. you know, so yeah, we are looking at that as well. And I'm glad to hear that that is of interest, you know, to you because it's something that we, you know, we would love to be able to do. So um, the other thing that, that I can offer you if you want is we would be glad to devote a Braille buzz call um, sometime in the fall to doing a focus group for you if you'd like us to do that. Great. I will keep that in mind, and I'm sure that we have other NLS, NLS people listening, and we will definitely be taking you up on that, Paul. Excellent. Uh, we, will, we, would love, we would love to do it. Yeah, because um, that way we can get feedback, and I know that you bring in a lot of people with those Braille buzz calls. So you do, you know, and anywhere between 80 and 100 with you guys coming to do a focus call we would we would certainly we would certainly break the bank i think so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and, um, and i'll i'll even get in touch with acb and see if we can't use one of their um webinars where we would be able to have more than 100 so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well if you are able to do it we can also do that as well nls can can set up a webinar um, yep. room so that we either way either yeah. way but but we would be glad to do it we would we would be honored to do it. Great. Um, another idea that we have, and I'm going to stop talking in a minute because mm-hmm. I really have to hear from some of our listeners. But another idea that we have that we're working on, and you know, I've talked to you all about some of our our mixed um, media ideas in terms of having tactile graphics. Um, to go along with audiobooks or tactile graphics that you could order if you're reading the electronic Braille. Yep. These, we're looking at all these different types of packages. Um, the Probably the one we're going to get to first um, is going to be the one where we provide um, Braille copies of the supplemental material that go along with audiobooks. You know how you read an audiobook? And we've already started adding the audio material, uh, reading right. the supplemental material that, that you can download as a PDF. Well, we've also been talking about putting that in Braille so that if you wanted to read the Braille, let's say it was a cookbook and there might be some information about, you know, uh, locally sourced herbs that you can get. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a PDF or, you know, there's no telling what the PDF might be, but if it's something that would be useful that you would be able to use, um, not listening to the audio. Um, a good example is you read a book 
and it's all about fibers. And maybe at the as a PDF, you have, you know, five to 10 patterns that they've given you. Well, you don't necessarily want to listen to the audio of the pattern and you do want to be able to have that in Braille if it's something, you know, that you, if you're a Braille reader, if you're an audio reader and you only can listen to the audio, then we already do the supplement in audio for you. But if you're a Braille reader and you want to get that material uh, and read it, you know, with your own hands slash eyes, <laughs> then, mm-hmm. you, then you would want to be able to do that. So that, so we're looking at these combination packages, trying to figure out ways to offer. Um, and these are all part of the Braille modernization initiative that we have. Our goal is to make Braille available to the patrons and to get Braille readers interested in u- using NLS materials. And you know, if the cheese moves, you have to move with it. You cannot right. just stand there. So you have. So we're trying to come up with different ways that, um, and different things that we can offer that would be of interest to our patrons. One of the questions that's come up in Braille Buzz calls, um, and and it's also come up in 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 other kind of Braille contexts, is is there is there a way for NLS to think about making more Braille training materials available, perhaps as things that they would include with the e-reader or perhaps as adjuncts that people could download to the Braille reader? Because while there are things like books on grade three Braille in the collection, I don't think there's any basic training materials for Braille that's in the NLS collection now. One of the things that we have been discussing is trying to, come up with, say, for example, some kind of package where you have Braille and audio, where you're listening to the Braille, you're listening to the audio to learn the Braille, you know, because if you don't read Braille, reading a Braille training thing doesn't help you. It does not. You've got to have something to help you learn the Braille. And so, yes, we are looking at those kinds of things. We're looking, for example, at having, you know, how you order those, you get that material, the Spanish material, you want to learn Spanish, and they always have uh-huh. that supplement where the, the sighted readers are learning. They can actually look at what the words look like. So when they sound them out, they know whether it was a B or a V. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking at providing some of that supplemental material um, in in Braille, so that if you're listening to the audio, you get the supple- the exercise book, for example. Yeah, there there are some multimedia things that that NLS is already producing. Some of the mm-hmm. some of the some of the folk music and other music that NLS publishes actually comes with a Braille file attached to it now. Mm-hmm. Yes, which so is those, which is really cool. Right, right. Those are all things that we're trying to move. Uh, into and that we're looking at. So you will be hearing more from not just me, but others at NLS who are working on these initiatives and, um, and, and want your feedback. Um, at this point, what I would love to do is answer some questions. I don't know if Dan ever showed up, but <laughs> I, doesn't I do want to appear to have. Okay. <laughs> doesn't appear to have. So our, our hand raiser is, is my friend, Monica Swopa. And Miss Monica, do we have any hands raised? And do you want to go over the, the way that people raise hands before we start? We do have hands raised, but I will go over the commands. It is Alt-Y on your PC, Option-Y on your Mac, Star 9 if you're on a phone with a landline, and it'll be in the middle of your screen on your app. Once I give you permission to unmute, 
you'll see an ASA unmute on your screen. And to unmute on your phone, it'll be star six. To unmute on your app, it's in the middle of the screen. To unmute on your computer, it's all day. And command shift day on your Mac. We will go to first question from area code 770, ending in 306. Hello there. Uh, this is uh, Phil Jones from Georgia, and uh, hey, hey, Phil. I got good afternoon, and uh, I've got a, uh, a humanware e-reader from uh, a month ago, mm-hmm. and I am very happy with it. Uh, I did a bit of practicing uh, on the uh, books that they sent me uh, on the cartridge, and I did a little practicing on that uh, every day, so that when I ordered my own books, I would be able to read through them, and I read I read through one free volume or already, and... Uh, Ta-da! I, Good job, sir. Uh, I, I know that I... Uh, one of the things that uh, in the past, I've kind of said no to Braille displays because, one, I couldn't afford one, and secondly, I figured that being a lifelong Braille reader, I probably had to change my uh, Braille reading habits, which I found out that I really don't have to that much, but uh, just just a, just a slight change, and then get the right rhythm and the right speed yeah. from the machine. I could do real well with it. And uh, uh, the question I have a couple of questions: uh, Is there anything else that can be uh, is, is done with the reader besides reading the uh, besides reading books and magazines? And secondly, can you uh, download Bookshare books with it? Okay, so the answer to that question, um, well, let me answer, answer your first question. Um, there are a lot of things you can do with the e-reader. You can read the Braille files that you get on the cartridge. Um, you can also, of course, connect to BARD and download Braille files yourself if you happen to have internet in your home or a wireless connection. Um, and if you have any problems with that, Utah would be able to help you. And I, I hear that you're in Georgia. If they can't help you, you know, they'll get you to tier two tech support and they can help you get that set up. Um, you can also connect it to a iPhone. Um, and the reason that you can connect it to an iPhone is because you could read BARD on the iPhone or for that matter, you can read any, um, any anything that's on your screen. You can read on the iPhone. You can connect it to your you can connect it to your computer. Um, so those are, those are the things you can do with the with it. Now, as for Bookshare, currently I'm in, a, I'm in the meeting right now, so I can't talk to you. <laughs> he's, he's in a call, but I'll continue telling everyone. Currently, you cannot download Bookshare. You can put Bookshare on the e-reader by uh, downloading it to your your SD card or your um, USB stick and plugging it into the e-reader and read it that way. But currently, you can't and, download and, directly to. And you can do it either as a BRF or as a DAISY file from Bookshare. Correct. Um, Correct. And and. And the Daisy file gives you a, a, a considerably more ability to um, to navigate. So it's 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 worth taking the extra trouble to use Daisy files. Use the Daisy file, yeah. If you download it as a BRF, then you need to tell Bookshare that it's a twenty cell Braille display so that it will be formatted right. properly. But but you're correct. If you download it as a Daisy, then um, you do get the ability to you know, move by level and headings and things like that, which is yep. very useful. Um, I also want to mention you can read, 
you can put um, if somebody gave you a, a doc file or a HTML, and I already mentioned PDF, you can put those things on um, a card and read those as well on the e-reader. So it's and a reading sh- machine. It reads everything. Yep. We should also probably say that there are not only books available from Bard, but also magazines. So yes, yes. yeah. All right, Miss Monica. You, Phil. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kim. Hey, Kim. Let's see which Kim. Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Kim. Um, I haven't been to. Um, I'm new at ACV, and so I don't really know what these readers look like. I have I have a picture in my head, but if they take cartridges, I'm like, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. Okay. Um, and so if you could just do like a thumbnail explanation. Sure. My other question is, am I understanding correctly, are you saying that ACB members are a consumer group um, that can participate in in the trials? Okay, I'll answer that first because I probably did confuse that a little bit. No, what I'm saying is each consumer group, ACB, NFB, and BVA, offered a selection of people, 20 people from each group uh, to participate, okay. and they selected them. We did not. So those people have e-readers in case you hear people saying, I have an e-reader and you're thinking, well, why do you have one? And I don't. <laughs> well, I heard you go through the list of states and you went all around Indiana. Didn't touch it. <laughs> what state are you in? Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Well, um, let me describe the e-reader because you did mention it first. Um, okay. Let me say that the e-reader is, it's about, I don't have one in front of me, about seven, eight inches long about three inches wide and about an inch and a half deep in terms of height. Um, height. Um, so it looks like a small paper book, a thick paper book. And it has a Braille keyboard, a Perkins style keyboard on top. It has a 20 cell Braille display. It has a cartridge. Um, it has a, not a cartridge, a USB slot, um, a USB-A and a USB-C slot. USB-A holds regular USB, um, USB sticks. Drives, yep. Mm-hmm. Now, what you can do is we do provide you in as, as an accessory. It comes with a small cable, and that cable plugs one in into the cartridge and the other in into the, into the unit. And when you have a cartridge that has books, if your library sends you a cartridge with books, then... When you plug that cartridge into your um, into your e-reader, those books are swiped off there, off that cartridge, and placed on your e-reader, so that those people who do not have access to the internet or do not are not connected, you know, wirelessly and don't want to download books from Bard, can still receive books on a cartridge, the Braille books on a cartridge and those braille books are then put on the e-reader. They can open that e-reader and go to the book list and see the books there. Um, One of the things that we fixed, (laughs) what we had this little glitch where when you put, you know, you put a cartridge on and you put the books on and then you get another cartridge and you put more books on, it was deleting the old books. 
It's not doing that anymore. We have not heard that that is happening. So it's not doing that anymore. Now you can just keep adding books and adding books. And until you delete them, they don't go anywhere. So you can have as many books as you want and you can put them on there using your cartridge and, uh, and, and read away. Does that help, Kim? Excellent. Very good. Uh, Miss Monica, who's next? Michelle is next. Michelle. Hi, my name is Michelle Duquette and I'm from Herndon, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And my question and my question is, is um, when will e-readers be available in the state of Virginia? Thank you. Michelle, I can't answer that specifically. Um, I, I know that, as I said, we're bringing states in based on the number of people that they, that they have and the number of e-readers that we have. And we will be looking at, um, looking at that again in the next month or so to see who's up next based on you know, what we have in stock, what we expect to be getting in stock, and you know, what we know about um, which, no, how many patrons um, some of the states have. Next Very have good. Karen, Miss Monica. Yep. Karen, Karen. Schroeder. Schroeder. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Karen. Hello, Hi, Karen. Karen. Yes, it's Karen Schroeder. Um, just a couple questions. This has been great. Thank you so much. I love hearing anything about Braille. If I hear anything about Braille, I just go crazy. Um, so, <laughs> um, I love the Braille on demand idea. I really do. And I, I hope that others would have positive feedback about that because I think it's terrific. But again, like, um, well, like we already said, that doesn't take the place of, it would just add to hopefully the uh, production of Braille that is in the NLS library. Um, One of my questions was, how is it decided which books go into Braille, not on demand, but just in the regular? Just in general. uh, Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. one question. I'll just ask the questions and then I can mute. That way you guys can do that. Next question is, my other question is, if I'm in the large state of California and I was not selected out of those 20 ACB members, can Mm -hmm. I still be on the email list even if I'm not a part of the pilot and don't know when I would be? I just want to see what's going on with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's um, my uh, other my other question. Right. So, how thanks, are, Karen. Thank you. Yeah. How are books selected? Um, the books are selected by our collections development group, and they select books very similarly to how libraries select books. They have, you know, they're trying to select a range of books that uh, fit. Uh, a range of, of reading styles and abilities and, um, you know, and, and they're more restricted because they, they have to select, they select so few books, but they are also taking into consideration, um, you know, the demand, you know, what the Braille readers are interested in. You know, they do that in general for all the books. They select the audio and the Braille. And so they, they are always open to um, feedback. So if you have something or if you have a thought that you want to send, you know, send, give it to your library and have them forward it on to our collections development group. They're always looking for feedback on which books are available. We've done, we've done some pretty extensive research in terms of, you know, should we do, be doing more grade one? Should we be doing We've been talking to some some rail experts um, and, and, you know, just getting all kinds of information. So we're really trying to serve the 
to the patron. Um, yep. Can you, uh, at this point, we have not added people to the list of who are simply because it's a pretty big talking about, it's technical things about helping each other with about the e-readers. So we don't usually add people until they are actually in the pilot because I think it would just be frustrating to hear about all this stuff and not be and, and not have an e-reader in your hand. The now, other thing is it's a pretty high traffic list, Karen. Yeah, it is a high traffic list. There's a lot of things going on. And the, the, the yet another thing is we have different lists for the different e-readers. The humanware e-readers users are on the humanware e-reader list. The Zoomax e-reader users will be on the Zoomax e-reader list because how they're used will be different. So, um, you know, you we wouldn't know which list to put you on until we know what e-reader your state would be getting. And we don't know that in advance until we, you know, until we get closer to adding your state. Excellent. Miss Monica. Okay, next we have Can you hear Sarah. me up? Okay, um, I've got a question. Um, I have difficulty filling out web forms, mm -hmm. and um, I want to get an e-reader, <clears throat> and I know that my state's doing them. Okay, if your state is doing it, there's no web form for you to fill out. You just call your library, tell them you're interested in the e-reader, and that, you know, if you're a patron um, and you want to be able to read Braille using the e-reader. Now, um, the web form might come into play when you have to do the survey um, and that, but they do offer the option that if you cannot fill out the survey form, then they will contact you. The Gallup uh, people will contact you by phone and do the survey with you. I'll be glad to toot anybody's horn. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I, I, I love reading Braille and I always get, I always get in trouble because I was, I get into a book and I take the audio with me and I have trouble hearing it with headphones. And so, you know, other people have to hear it if I'm riding in a car or something and they're like, turn it off. I don't want to hear this crap. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nobody wants to hear other people's reading. Yeah. And that's gotcha. beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for your question though. Miss Monica. Next we have Brian. Brian. Uh, I, I, I really, I really like, uh, you know, a lot of the directions that this is going, I think that uh, doing um, uh, maps that come with books would be a good thought to keep in mind um, yep. uh, because so often they would add, you know, in diagrams. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of books with, oh, they've got a, a page, you know, it's, it's a mystery book and there's a code and they give this huge long description of all these letters and numbers and there's, you know, it's like, mm, okay, but it takes five minutes to read it and it's, <laughs> it you would don't be remember nice. it. Right. You yeah, really, it would be that. nice if that was supplemented with the Braille that you could look at as mm -hmm. you're trying to follow along and, and discern the clues. Right. Uh, Ryan, but, thanks, uh, thanks for your comment. Do you, do you have a question? Because we're, we're running short of time and we still have some folks with raised hands. Uh, I just wonder if you could at some point in the future consider, um, I realize there's membership issues, but consider a direct connection to Bookshare. Because I think that would be a really good way to expand your collection. And you could do it if you hooked, used a Bookshare application on your iPhone. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's just, and that's it. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you, Brian. Um, let me say that uh, your idea about the maps, that's exactly the kind of thing we're thinking of when we talk about graphics and Braille. And let me also say that consider your bookshare request considered. We are, we're, we're actively considering it. Excellent. Um, I, I, can, I can tell you that bookshare books really work well on the e-reader, Brian. So um, it, it, it is a good idea. And there's certainly a lot on Bookshare that's not available on, uh, on Bard. So it would certainly really enhance the e-reader. And the other thing I should say to everybody is the e-reader has enough headroom that it's going to be very hard for you guys to fill it with Braille books. <laughs> I can't. And I, I probably have 500 or 600 books on mine. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's nowhere near full. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ms. Monica. We have Caroline next. Caroline. I wonder if Hi. That's... Um, yep. I'm uh, here. Um, so I am happily using my e-reader. I'm part of the NLS Overseas Program. Just finished what? my um, third survey on Monday, actually. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to, and I'm, I'm also t- wanted to mention the bookshare. I was going to, but other people beat me to it. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention: living up here in Canada, our library service is using the Braille on demand. Mm-hmm. And one thing that is a bit of a concern that I wanted to just mention in case you guys have a way to work around this mm-hmm. is that we um, often, because well, we also get Bookshare books as part of our subscription. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of in a good situation here. But um, we get some books that have been brailled, but they have charts and things. And because it's braille on demand, there's no human interception. And so we may get these books that have charts, but they're not written out or they've been skipped because there's no um, nobody to, to check it and, and make sure that it's all there. So if you, you know, if you're going to offer that, if there's any way to make it so that people can get that information um, and, and get a human interface in there, that'd be great. Thank you. So, thank you, Caroline. Let me mention several things to what you said. Number one, our Braille on demand will be Braille on demand of transcribed Braille books, which means that these books have already been transcribed by a transcriber with good quality, perfect Braille. So charts, tables will already have been, um, you know, formatted properly because these are books that have already been transcribed. We're not brailing books that um, that have not been. We're not going to just send them to a translator and then send them out as a hard copy. So that's um, that's the first thing. However, you make an excellent point. The books will need to be looked at and make sure that you know you say okay i'm going to braille this book and you get the book and you braille it but you know make sure the pages are where they should be and all you know it has to be looked at and we do we do appreciate that and that is definitely under you know consideration as we put this project together second thing i want to mention to you is um you mentioned that you were in canada and i did want to make a point of saying anyone who is overseas that's listening that is part of our e-reader program um, you now have access to NFB Newsline. So contact your overseas librarian if you have not heard that yet, because we were able to get that set up for you just this week. Um, you had a second question. Um, Paul, what was her second question? I think you've covered them all. Did I cover both of her questions? Okay, good. Yeah. 
Uh, Miss Monica. Yes. Area code 502 ending in 967. Kentucky. Uh, this uh, this is Kendall in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And, yes, uh, sir. Uh, I'm uh, I'm enjoying the e-reader real well. I've uh, uh, I think I was one of the first ones to, to get one, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it uh, it pretty much uh, I had pretty much give up on reading Braille because the mailman didn't want to bring the books, didn't want to pick them up whenever I finished them, you know. So I had pretty much give up on reading Braille, mm-hmm. and uh, I really. I really like it, but a couple of questions I have mm-hmm. is uh, I know I, I know you said you can never never fill it up, you know, with books. But if is there a way to delete books uh, that you've already read in it? Uh, yes, I, I'm sure there is. But I, how do you how do you do that? Yes, you can definitely delete books. Um, the best thing for me to tell you to do, um, because most of the people on this call probably are not interested in that is call Tracy at at the Kentucky library and she will be able to tell you exactly how to get rid of either multiple books or one at a time. Mm -hmm. So um, that'd be the easiest way. I think it's um, enter D or dot seven D. I can't remember which it's either enter or dot seven D when you're in the book list. Um, But call her, she'll be able to help you and you can definitely, you can, you can, um, delete multiple books or you can delete one at a time. Very good. Miss Monica. Hi, I'm Mary Hopp from Louisiana. Thank you for Hi. being here with us today. Hi, and <clears throat> I'm just wondering um, with the Braille on demand, mm-hmm. I currently receive my Braille books through the Utah library and it mm-hmm. generally takes about seven or eight days to receive one. Mm-hmm. It seems, I mean, I know it's Braille on demand, but, that seems like it would be a lot slower process than just getting them from Utah. So do you know how, about how long that would take? It depends. Um, we, we have no idea at this point because we haven't started it yet. Our plan would be that it would be a quick process, but you know, it's not like if you're just getting books and you're reading them and you're sending them back, you might want to just continue doing that. This would be for you to get a book that you wanted to keep. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you you got a cookbook and you liked all the you know recipes in it. So rather than keep the book and have Utah calling you every three months saying when you're going to send this book back, <laughs> you know you could send that book back. Go ahead and request it on demand and get your personal copy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd probably keep um, getting them from Utah because I don't have room to keep books. Really, right, right. I that's, think that's yeah, and that would be a problem eventually. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. maybe sooner than later for most people. But this would be for you to keep a book that you you know one book that you wanted, not for you to well, get a that makes books. sense. Yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, Miss Mary. All right, let's try a couple more questions, and then I want to give um, uh, Tamara an opportunity to wind to wind down, and and I have a closing code to do, and so on. But let's try one more question. Okay, Viola. Ah, Miss Viola. Yes, Perhaps hi, from Paul. Washington. Nice hi. To, yes, exactly. Um, so how do we find out which e-reader we're going to get? Because, as you heard, I'm from Washington State. And well, I, we know what kind you're going to get. Really? You, won't, you wouldn't be able to find out in advance. The reason we know is because your your state's already been, been assigned and your state, you know, would have gotten it several months ago had it not been for the glitch. You will be receiving the Zoomax e-reader. 
That's what I was afraid of. All right. Well, thank why you. do you say that? You, you don't know anything. I like human wear. That's why. But that's it's okay. I, just, I was just curious. Yeah, thank it's you. a wonderful e-reader. You'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Viola. Like we can try one more. Uh, okay. Miss Monica. Lorraine, feel free to unmute. I'm Lorraine, and I am in South Dakota. And you mm-hmm. didn't mention my state because I know we're not from Utah. And I actually have never downloaded a Braille book. I have a Polaris. Would it be advantageous to me to try to start doing reading books on my Polaris to kind of get used to the idea of how the e-reader would work? Um, um, I think yes. Yeah, if you have a Polaris, um, you're you're used to using Braille and reading, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, re- reading Braille on on a on an e-reader. So it wouldn't hurt for you to download the books. Um, I appreciated your explanation to Kim of a little bit of how that works. I mm-hmm. I really have no idea, but um, this has been a very interesting presentation, and I'm excited yeah. about Braille on demand yeah. too. And and okay. the the Polaris you can. You can go into the NLS website, and once once you get once you get um, signed in to, to Bard with your username and password, um, you can go directly and and either read books there or download books directly to your Polaris without much of a problem. And we are running rapidly out of time, so let me um, let me ask Tamara if you have any final words, Miss Tamara. You have about a minute. I don't. If you have any comments, questions, problems, concerns, feel free to contact us at, uh, you know, NLS, and we would be happy to answer them. You can contact your, we usually ask you to contact your um, network library, the one that serves your, your area. And of course, if they can't answer the question, they'll be more than happy to, to relay it to us. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, and I will be speaking with you again as we get ready to do a focus group. Excellent. We look forward to it. And this is Paul Edwards. Do turn around, stay around for our, the second section of our program. The closing code for this session is 85992. We thank everyone so much for being here. And we look forward, um, we look forward to uh, seeing folks in the next section where we're going to talk about what we can do to, to, to move Braille forward. And then we're going to be having our Braille business meeting where you'll find out what happened with our elections. And you'll also, um, during our Braille business meeting, hear about a resolution that we should probably tell Tamara about since it concerns NLS. And uh, something that came up a couple of days ago, Tamara, was, was a request that priority be given to deaf-blind folks when you get down to final distribution of Mm e-readers. So there'll probably be a resolution that will come out of uh, the Braille Revival League um, concerning that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, of course, deafblind people probably need Braille even more than, than, than people who are not deaf. So it's the only means by which they can read. So we're, we're happy to um, see what, you know, what you end up with. Excellent. Um, and if if folks need to get hold of uh, the Braille Revival League or would like to join, um, I don't 
I don't know, Jane, if you want to unmute and talk because we have about two minutes. I my miss miss saw my time, so here I am. Okay. Yep. Got it. I'm always scared my phone won't unmute itself. It anyway, did. It did. It did. Yes. It didn't the other day. Um, okay. Um, membership in the Braille Revival League is $10 per person per year. And uh, our Constitution stipulates that uh, if you join after August 31st, you're not only a member for that current year, the rest of that current year, but you're also a member for the upcoming year. So it's a good deal. Um, one, uh, if you, if you want to join uh, the Braille Revival League, you can either call me with credit card information or you can go on our website and fill out the membership form and um, it'll take you to PayPal. You could send me a check if you trust the post office that much. Probably the easiest way is to call me with credit card information and I'll give my contact information at the end. Um, you could also become a life member of the Braille Revival League and be all done with it all at once. Um, it's $200 in one glump. You only have about 10 seconds left. <laughs> or, okay. Uh, Jane, uh, uh, treasurer at BrailleRevivalLeague.org. Or all spelled out. Yeah. 301-598-2131. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thank you.